Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Hello and welcome to One Throw at a Time, a player's perspective on the game that builds and breaks our hearts. My name is Johnny Malks, and I'm here as always with the greatest of all time, Rowan McDonald. Rowan, how are you doing? Oh, thank you, Johnny. Too soon, too soon for that. You know, we've got a lot of work to do. I haven't even won a single championship unless you count MLU 2014. I mean, so, we definitely count that. Oh, okay. And uh, I think I have a beach, a beach a USA beach in, in my... Uh, and my plaque on my wall. So I've got a couple. I've got a couple. We're going to take a few more. Speaking of championships, big championship for you yesterday, Sunday, uh, DC Breeze 4-on-4 four four tournament. Yeah, I mean, they say, like, I get asked all the time now, what would you rather win a club national championship or the DC Breeze inaugural 4-on-4 four four <laughs> inaugural. mini tournament? Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's a close one for sure, but I feel like very validated having won the mini tournament, um, with just great teammates. You know, that team has a lot of, uh, overlap to actually our, uh, winter team that Jack Hatchett and Claudia Tajima put together every year for Get Ho, which is an amazing mixed tournament out of, uh, Falmouth, Massachusetts. We also have Claire Trope and Lizzie Laurie. Um, yeah, classic. Classic. I didn't get the invite. Though. We have, you know, Jimmy and Chris from New York, our yep. arch nemesis. Totally. Didn't get oh, the invite, though. No, you have to try out for this team. Chris Cotter tried out for about three years. Barely made it last year, coming off his Player of the Year award and World Games. But I didn't think he was going to get invited back. He uh, he didn't play too well last year. <laughs> so we got, you know, our boy Ben Katz. And, of course. And just, you know, I really would like to see this team at, at Club Nationals just to, to test the water. I would love to talk a little bit more about the kind of fun element of Ultimate that I think comes out in particularly November, which is kind of like the alumni get-together game. I know that uh, the Youth Ultimate League of Arlington always has their kind of annual alumni game the day after Thanksgiving. Um, and I would love to hear your take on how to approach games like that. I don't know. Have you played any, yeah, any of those? Yeah. I mean, you've played in Get Ho Ho Ho. Sure. I, I think... Like, what's your approach to playing tournaments or games where you might still feel competitive, but the idea is maybe not so much to necessarily... Like, winning's not the yeah, main yeah, yeah. out goal. It was not like a moral dilemma, but it's definitely been a part like... For example, well, the answer is there's no perfect blueprint. Do what feels natural. And for me, like the first couple of times I played Get Ho with this team, I was playing as hard as I could because like that's what I did when I was like up and coming. I was like a scrappy, really hard worker on the field. And like I, I still am. But this year, the mileage plan is in effect. So I might play two points and, you know, just a little bit more fun on the sideline and, and happy to be there. And so it's just really like where you are in your career. And like, if you want to play hard in a fun tournament, like you should do it. I mean, like, I don't like the stigma of like, oh, it's a fun tournament. Like, why are you trying? Like, get out of here with that stuff. You know what I really don't get like out about here. that stigma? 
is that people can weaponize it for when they, they get wanna, beat yeah, or know, like when they lose or whatever. Where it's like cowards. They're, they're trying really hard, and then the second something doesn't go right for them, we're like, "Well, I wasn't trying." Yeah. And some people do that all the way through the club division. It's insane. But that was a good question. I'm happy we we addressed that topic. It's a I real know. topic. I know, and especially like. Sometimes even games at nationals when you lose feel like that where it's like you lose maybe a game or two after the bracket and it's like I've done that before I don't know when's the last time you've done that but it was like with Space Heater one year I remember we were playing shame and they were supposed to do really well but they didn't and so we were playing them in like the whatever like seventh place or or like 13th place or like some crazy (laughs) bracket okay and like they were drinking and I was just, it didn't feel right, you know, and then, but they were still like, they still won because players on our team weren't taking it seriously because they were drinking and it just like games like that irk me. So I would actually rather have the games like that in the off season when I actually can have fun instead of like (laughs) worrying about or having regrets about uh, uh, the season during those. So it it goes, yeah, especially in the off season stuff, it does go both ways. Like I said, now it's like I'll definitely look to have more fun and build more like friendships. So if that's your vibe too, that's cool. You got to cherish it. I mean, I think I do think that's what Ultimate is all about. I personally have found myself finding those relationships in more serious settings, but it is also nice to have a little bit of a, re- a release um, and yeah, just be able to enjoy, especially when it's with folks who you're used to playing in like serious scenarios with. So. There's pros and cons, as with everything. Rowan, what are you looking forward to about Thanksgiving? Everything. This is my favorite holiday. Of course, it's a little um, different this year. I won't be able to link up with my mom. We usually spend most of the Thanksgivings together. It was like our big holiday as a family. We all went to my aunt's house, and she like crushed it. But um, yeah, looking forward to like yeah my favorite holiday of the year. Got a nice road trip coming up, and then, yeah, it's gonna, you know, take it day by day and enjoy the moment. I think just put the phone down a little bit and soak up the time um, is gonna be my focus. Just enjoying the moment. There's not too many things going on right now. My first few seasons over, jobs essentially really quiet. So why not enjoy what I have in front of me? And you're making an apple cake. I'm currently making an apple cake. We got 45 minutes in the oven. It's my mom's famous famous recipe, and I think it's going well. We hopped on a quick FaceTime just to double check, and that's great. Fingers crossed. I'm glad that you're cooking together. That's one of my favorite parts of the holidays. And so, Rowan, with that in mind, our shenanigans today is going to be what I like to call equating Thanksgiving moments. To ultimate moments. Well, we got to connect it to ultimate somehow, of course. I mean, it's always going to come back around for you on one throw at a time. And so what we're going to do is Ron and I have each picked three scenarios, perhaps uncomfortable scenarios, that can occur during the unique holiday of Thanksgiving. And then the other one, in response to hearing a scenario, is going to describe what they believe is the equivalent ultimate moment or ultimate adjacent moment Rowan, are you ready for our shenanigans i am ready um shenanigans i say it every week the best the best five minutes of my uh of my day (laughs) 
It's the best five minutes of my life, Rowan. Let's oh. get to it. Rowan, imagine this. You're at the dinner table. It's Thanksgiving dinner, which for some reason people eat at like three, but they still call it dinner. Never understood that. You have a family member who you disagree with, and they bring up, dun, 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 politics. Well, my first thought is, you know, like a little bit of of a defensive stomach, you know, all of the feelings that come with being benched by Daryl. Honestly, it's happened to me four times. I still remember each one vividly. And this scenario reminds me most of the regional final in 2019 against Temper, where, you know, I watched this game the other day. I was playing pretty good. But I think what happened was, I don't know, I got benched and then I just felt that like, (gasps) I'm not getting benched. This conversation's not happening. And... I think we held every point after I got benched and, and won the region. So it kind of turned out okay. But uh, yeah, that was the first moment I thought of of just like a defensive, uh-oh, what you, is going on? And your uncomfortable moment at the Thanksgiving table will turn out okay as well because you'll have Rowan and I with you all the way. We support you. That's better than getting benched by Daryl, I will say. <laughs> but it's, it's happened to all of us. It's happened to both of our co-hosts. Have you been benched by Daryl? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not I've more been, times? Once? Uh, well, I've been playing with him less than you have, but I've been benched by him twice. Okay. Both in ADL. Oof. Never in club. <laughs> I have like a three, uh, two-two split. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Love Daryl. Best coach in the game. Um, okay, Johnny. Here's my situation for you. You're going over to a close friend or significant other's house. And the dish you're in charge of, you burned it, and you still got to bring it. Wow. Do I have to bring it? Yeah, you're bringing it, and it's burnt. (laughs) It's not good. No time to redo? No time. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is when sometimes I'll like tell myself that I should really get enough sleep for a big practice weekend, but then I don't. You know how that happens sometimes? And then... I still have to go to practice, and it's not only that I don't play my best, but it's that like I'm obviously just not in the right state of mind. I got bags under my eyes. I'm I'm looking ragged, and everyone, including myself, feels bad about it. Yeah, just like that feeling of when you bring something to a dinner party that's terrible, and you know it, and everyone else knows it, but nobody Sheep. mentions it specifically. Yeah, just sheepishly put it on the table yeah. and. Hide it. Hide Hide it it under the tinfoil. Okay. Rowan, my second scenario is that you don't have a lot of time. You're a working person. You know, you got a big career. So you bring a store-bought pie to the Thanksgiving table, but it turns out that you're going to a house, a home. Maybe it's your partner's home. Maybe it's someone who invited you for a Friendsgiving, whatever it may be. But you bring this store-bought pie into a home that prides itself on homemade pies, (laughs) hand-making the most beautiful, scrumptious, warm pastry you can think of. So I will say, as you shamelessly peel off the $12.99 tag on your store-bought pie, 
The first thing that comes to mind is the player that shows up with all of the newest gear, but still is not making an impact on the field. You know, I hate to say it, you show up in the ultimate gloves, drop the first pass. You show Mm. up in those brand new cleats, blisters after the first half. Mm. You know, you cannot buy playing time. And the fact that you take a store-bought cake to it's such a special holiday, you know, just it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I mean, that's a great a great message out of a, frankly, pretty silly scenario. Uh, it's really important to, to put the work in. Okay, Johnny, this one's for you. Personalized it. You go to your Thanksgiving feast, to your, you know, this amazing invitation opened up. You're super excited to go, and you get there, and the only vegetarian option are soggy green beans. Wow. Now, what was something that I was really excited for that never really came to fruition? And soggy as well. I got it. (laughs) I was on a league team with my mentor, Jenny Faye, incredible figure in the DC Ultimate community. And we picked the team. And we picked Alan Kolick and Markham Schaffner. Now, this was when I was in high school. Jenny, obviously, was one of my idols. But Alan and Markham also were. So the thought of playing on a team with all three of them, I mean, that would have just been mind-blowing. Turns out they didn't come to that many games. Checks out. But they were on the calendar for one game. Everyone was coming. It was going to be an incredible confluence of all the people I looked up to, all the people I dreamed of playing with. And then right, I remember it was like a 6.30 game, right at 6 p.m., one of those big summer rainstorms came in, just absolutely obliterated the field we were playing on, which was grass. And I still ended up driving there just on the chance that it wasn't canceled, but it was canceled. And I think even they drove there too, and I saw them in the car. Yeah, I saw them in their car looking at the field and being like, no, this is canceled, and they drove away. And not only does that ring true with the having all this anticipation but not getting to eat anything, but it also rings true with just how soggy those green beans are. Soggy grass, soggy green beans. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Rowan, after your meal, it's a Thanksgiving tradition. You head outside into the beautiful, deciduous, leaf-flecked, changing colors of autumn backyard to toss the pigskin with your grandpa. Yeah, it just reminds me of some of the quality time you get in an ultimate with people you might not see a lot and and that mostly will come after, you know, a game or a tournament setting where you're walking the field and there's, you know, a teammate you used to play with, Nikki Spiva, and then you get a second to, to catch up and hear how they're doing and you get just a little bit of quality time with somebody that you really enjoy spending time with, but you might not see that often. So, um, yeah, that one is how I feel about that one. And that's a cool moment that Ultimate brings, I feel like, especially with kind of the tournament structure. Would you say that Nikki Spiva is America's grandpa? He will be a good one, but I think he's still got a little bit too much youth to, to hit grandpa. I think Nikki Spiva is America's ultimate dad okay round three for you 
John, you just finished an amazing Thanksgiving meal, and it's finally time for you to go out and throw the pigskin with your grandpa, but you get singled out and reined in for dish duty. Wow. Doing all those dishes, I mean, it can only equate to after a grueling practice, all you want to do is head home, lie under a blanket. Eat some burritos. Eat some burrito. Eat five Chipotle burritos and just have a nice calm night at home but who's that in your ear it's your coach telling you that you have to pick up all the cones and discs and take the disc bag home with you that does it ruins the appetite ruins the appetite (laughs) that does it for today's shenanigans love talking about thanksgiving and ultimate together can't think of two more wholesome things The listener question for today, Rowan, is from our good friend, Dave Oles, a legend in the DC Ultimate community. I mean, he's done such wonderful recruiting for Jackson Reed, formerly Wilson, and is just an incredible um, inspiration, spark plug. I was up there. I was up at Fort Reno, kind of where they practice one or two days a week when they can't get to high school, and there's like 75 kids playing Ultimate, and I'm like... Hmm, that must be Dave Oles. He's an organizer, unparalleled. And so he has a question for us. He says, what are the differences in how you approach a long tournament day with three to four games, like most teams play or early rounds at big tournaments, versus a day with just one or two widely spaced out games, like bracket play at Nationals or the U.S. Open? He's talking about this in terms of in-game factors, how tight lines are, uh, how are you playing differently, perhaps? And also in terms of how you manage your day, right? So are you staying at the field complex during long breaks? How do you occupy the morning if the game is until the evening? These kinds of things. Do you have thoughts? I do. I have two thoughts that immediately jumped out. One is he you know, brings up a good point in that, you know, not only the bracket play games or nationals, but also a lot of whiff diff tournaments have the one or two rounds. So this mm-hmm. is um, pretty popular in ultimate and i guess an analogy i'll share is right after nationals um i saw benjamin cohen who's an old truck player before both of our times but is now like coaching somewhere and i was just kind of teased and i was like you know at nationals was pretty nice you know we played three games then one 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 and he's like well we used to play like four 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 two and uh wow. and essentially and this is to answer dave's question it's completely changed how the sport is played of like Ben, Ben said it. He's like, it's just like a bunch of like cross country players out on the field and you know, they're not jumping as high and cutting as explosive. So the sport is at, is definitely changed in that format where you have two game, two days of four games. It's like, nobody is going to be the explosive athlete, like every single point after point. But if you get three, one, 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 like at least trucks this year, a lot of our players were like peak physically each game. Like there was no, oh, you know, I mean, of course there's the injuries and the, the nagging things, but the game is played faster. It's played higher. Um, it's played more athletic. And yeah, you can tighten a little bit of the lines because, you know, you don't need leg reinforcements as much. So that's like the, direct answer of how it changes like on the field it changes the sport 
a lot. And it also changes a little bit of the, the playing time side of things. Yeah, that's a great answer. I would say the main things that I would add to that, um, specifically relating to kind of managing the day, um, is that when there are long breaks um, between games or even like if you have a first round bye and you don't have to get to the fields before a certain time, in club and, and like when the games are the most important thing that weekend, I'm pretty much always just going to try to like stay out of the sun as much as I can, um, eat a really big meal, like an appropriate number of hours before the game, um, and make sure that I'm kind of babying myself yeah. until the game because I've known folks who, and I've done this myself sometimes where it's like, you want to support another team or you want to go around and like watch some of the other games because it is fun to be in that kind of environment. But removing oneself from the environment gives one so much energy when it is time for the game. Um, staying inside, staying out of the sun, making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're well-fed. These are all things that are the most important thing for athletic performance, especially in club. And I think what has set some of my better club performances apart from some of the poorer ones is that I, in the ones where I play well, I'm just feeling a lot more energized because I prepare better. Yeah, I mean, it even happened to us at Nationals. Like, we had the 1-1-1 game and then play a little cornhole. Like, you're just not doing that with three or four games. You just don't want to be outside for longer, any of that stuff. And even then, I limited to myself to, like, one, maybe two rounds. Oh, yeah, you can't play too much cornhole. Yeah, so it's, like, it's so, like, it, yeah, it's not even that intrusive, but it's just kind of a mindset of, like, ultimate takes a lot of energy, not just physically. We've talked about it. Mental focus required. And, yeah, you just... If you're playing three, four games a day, for me, it's just like, that's that's my whole day. Um, wake up, play, done. Whereas if you have one game at a time, you can try to manage some of that and rest around it to, to recharge that mental and physical focus. And I think the best thing to do in either case, whether you're coming off of a, a four-game day or preparing for one game at night, is like whatever you have to give in terms of off-the-field shenanigans or joy or connecting is like spend it with teammates and try to have a good time with them because that's really what it's all about it'll help take your mind off of if you're nervous it'll help you feel more courageous and because you have more trusted voices and bodies around you and it'll help you connect to the mission of your team so when you're off the field spend time with teammates spend time out of the sun and uh Drink a lot of water. And uh, for our listeners out there, Johnny, on the spot, was three games, one, 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 a perfect Nationals? Or do you think there should be a couple more rounds to get more out of it? Where do you stand? Like, what is the perfect Nationals format for yourself? I think the format's pretty good now. I wouldn't really have many ideas how to change it because we won our pool. So we only had to play the one game on the pre-quarters, quarters day. But especially for the teams who have to play the pre-quarter, I think it's spaced out really nicely where it's 3-2 for the pre-quarter teams, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Okay. Rowan, that's it for us today. Um, if people want to find you on social media, where should they look? YouTube, Rowan McDonald, and also Instagram. Big video drop this week on the YouTube channel. 
Um, I'll tease it here for our followers. We love our followers here and our listeners. Uh, I'm bringing back some of the trick throws in a third um, part of the series. It's a three-part series. It's the final part. I finally got to 100 throws, and I'm going to share them on YouTube this week. That's exciting. That's an exciting drop. I have nothing that exciting going on, but I'm Darth Malks on Instagram and Johnny Malks on YouTube. I might post a YouTube video sometime in the off-season. One never does know. Rowan, we are doing the One Friend at a Time initiative. That just means that if you like the podcast, please tell one of your friends. Word of mouth advertising is the only way that we promote the show, and we really appreciate you doing it. Beyond that, we are One Throw Pod on Instagram and onethrowpod at gmail.com. Please do send in your questions. We love answering them, and they are a major part of why I think our show is interesting to folks to hear our opinions on all of the wonderful topics that you all bring. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.